Howdy folks, Ryan here, uh, doing a little preview for the episode to make a, a correction. You know, we recorded this a couple of days ago and uh, we talk about the ongoing rail strike. We didn't know at the time that uh, what Biden's position would be on it, whether or not he would force the uh, work, the unions to accept the contract that was negotiated and then voted down by some of the rail unions. Uh, it turns out Biden apparently is going to try to force the contract to be accepted. He posted it on Twitter. Uh, I'm calling on Congress to pass legislation immediately to adopt the tentative agreement. Um, there's a particularly bad one. As a proud pro-labor president, I'm reluctant to override the ratification procedures and views of those who voted against the agreement. But in this case, where the economic impact of the shutdown would hurt millions, I believe Congress must use its powers to adopt the deal. Um, this obviously is uh, terrible, um, real betrayal of all of his you know, union credibility, which he has built up over the uh, first years of his administration. Um, and might just cause the same rail chaos that he wants to avoid during Christmas by causing lots of people to quit um, rather than accept. So all they're asking for was four sick days. That's it. Um, but anyway, so just a quick correction on that part, and uh, we can get to the rest of the episode right now. Welcome back to Left Anchor. I'm Alexi the Greek. And I'm Ryan Cooper. Today we're doing some kind of newsy takes we're, we're talking current events um, and we're trying out a little bit of a different segment this this uh, this week in which we explain some some news items to each other. Um, Very exciting. So we're, we're popping off with that quick, quick little items from around the web. And the first one, I've got the first one to explain to Alexi. And this is a piece from the Anchorage Daily News. Nine Democrats and eight Republicans form a bipartisan majority in the Alaska Senate. So we have a, an almost like a new party being formed. Um, apparently, this is not the first time in Alaska. But, oh. uh, you know, the, the partisan um, uh, labels are, are coming apart. It's sort of like, remember when Andrew Cuomo created a breakaway caucus of fake Democrats who caucus with the Republicans? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, infamous in its consequences and basically giving the House to the Republicans. The Senate. These yeah. The New York State Senate, right, uh, to, to mm -hmm. the Republicans and allowing... Oh, no, no. I, I meant that the result of that is effectively in these midterms, you know, because of how his the judges that were then oh, yes. you know, appointed, yeah. right, like redounded to the uh, federal house. Uh, yes, being, correct. Yeah. 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 He uh, yeah. Cuomo's dead hand uh, coming up from his political grave to screw up if if he hadn't uh, prevented the New York gerrymander and. And probably more importantly, if the uh, New York State Democratic Party had actually campaigned uh, in Brooklyn in particular, they did almost nothing, um, then Democrats would hold the House right now. Uh, and that's just the... Yeah, I mean, I saw, did you see the the tweet that in five competitive districts, there are like 3,000 something votes that made the difference that could have gotten the, the Dems the House? Yeah, and there are five districts in New York State in particular that went for Biden, like, convincingly. One of them was by more than 10 points, I believe. 
uh, and Republicans won just barely. I mean, it's just a just a belly flop uh, from a you know a party that didn't campaign, and insofar as it did campaign in the state, it was basically running on the Republican platform of crime bad in New York City. Let's everyone right. freak out about that. However, in Alaska, the uh, implications of this seem to be like basically the opposite of that. You have a breakaway faction of Republicans who are more or less de facto caucusing with the Democrats to form a sort of functioning majority. And according to this article, it's the the main uh, roots of it are in the like that you had uh, as usual for you know, state legislatures, a bunch of absolutely wackadoodle Republicans who wouldn't vote like they were just obstructing the budget process. Senator-elect Kathy uh, Geisel from Anchorage, uh, let's see, she previously served as Senate president, was reelected this year to the Senate after losing the Republican primary in 2020 to a challenger from the right. A decade ago, Geisel served in a four- for Republican minority when Stevens was last president of a bipartisan majority controlled Senate. What I've learned during that two year period was that nothing gets done unless you work with everyone. Stevens, another, another one of these uh, breakaway guys said his decision to join a bipartisan coalition was a recognition of the reality of the last four years. In those years, during the la- most recent legislative session, several Republicans voted against the provo- proposed budget and the majority of Republicans relied on Democrats to pass a spending plan for the state. So, you know, basically, like, they were struggling to do basic governance type shit. I'm sure it wasn't, right, right. you know, some kind do, of... Do you think it, Do you think it's more that the Republicans know that it looks bad and they don't want to lose their next election because uh, it's easy to blame the Republicans for that kind of problem and uh, they want to avoid the repercussions? Or do you think it's also or more that um, they want to have some influence in shaping the budget and, um, you know, merely obstructing doesn't actually give them anything they can say they, they did affirmatively or any power to actually do something? Well, for my read on it, uh, uh, and going back through a few other articles, is, is that the, um, you know, people made the, these far right Republicans made extremist demands. And it was like, listen, we can't, we can't do that. That's totally impractical. Um, you know, and so instead they went for the Democrats. But the other thing to get back to that, to what you said about elections, because I think that's the other takeaway here. You have a sort of, moderate faction of Republicans who I think are basically sort of like Nelson Rockefeller type Republicans are sort of moderate business people. Yep. They just right. want to keep the lights on. They're not fucking flipping out about gender stuff or whatever. Like they, they just like, let's, let's just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Um, you know, which is, that's not the worst thing you could have in a, in a government. But the other thing is Alaska has this new ranked choice voting system and uh, that, uh, uh, makes it a lot easier to survive as a moderate Republican, uh, than it would in a lot of other places. Um, one of these right-wing guys is named Shower. Shower, a member of the, of the minority, said in a statement Friday that he would work to repeal ranked choice voting, but some members of the bipartisan caucus, including Geisel, likely would not have won their respective seats under Alaska's previous election systems. And Stevens indicated Friday that he was inclined to keep the new voting laws adopted by ballot measure in 2020 in place. There's always been a loathness on the part of this legislature to overturn a vote of the people, Stephen said. Most people I talk to are reasonably happy with how ranked choice voting worked. It made a big difference. I think it will lead to a little more moderation. I think it 
had led to a little more moderation in the Senate. And uh, ranked choice voting recently put up a Democratic uh, representative. The one representative in Alaska is a Democrat, Mary. Um, I always want to say Pelota. That's not right. Peltola, I think. Um, uh, Native American, I believe. But she's a her campaign was very funny because it was just fish jobs, Alaska. But apparently the fish thing is big deal there. Um, and mm-hmm. she beat Sarah Palin to win that seat. And one way she did it was with ranked choice voting, you know, and the way that works, by the way, of course, is, you know, you you get to um, rank your choice of candidates in order. And if your first choice doesn't does is eliminated, uh, then they take your vote and they give it to your second choice and so on and so on until you get to someone with a majority. New York uh, City recently did this with its mayoral election but that interesting interesting in how yeah fish women alaska uh versus uh lipstick on a pig right (laughs) yeah it should have been (laughs) lipstick on a fish that's the end of the preview folks as usual we like to mention that this podcast is sponsored by the american prospect magazine so if you want to listen to the whole thing uh you can subscribe at five dollars a month if you want that plus a free subscription to the website uh, plus the opportunity for a steeply discounted print subscription. You can do that if you so wish at $10 a month. And uh, otherwise, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.